Buff Nation. Let's go. We are DMDR Buffs Yes, sir. Let them know. We are presented by the American Raptors. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I'm joined by RK. Usually I'm sitting right next to my guy, but I am at home, uh, of course, over the holiday. Ryan, how are you doing, though? How was your Christmas, man? I'm doing great, man. The Broncos tried to ruin Christmas, but Coach Prime wouldn't allow it. As I, as I tweeted out, Prime Claus delivered the goods <laughs> uh, on Christmas for the Buffs. And in the end, that's most important. It is. He uh, Prime played the role of Santa Claus, it seems, this year because the Broncos were definitely playing the role of the Grinch. Um, <laughs> man, so much news to get to. Over the last, we went last live on Thursday. Yep. So we have three days of news to catch up on. And we start with one of the newest buffs. Former JSU safety uh, Cameron Silman Craig has committed to CU. He is the sixth, seventh buff, or uh, JSU Tiger to now become a buff. Um, we don't have to talk about what happened in the Celebration Bowl, Ryan, but uh, I want to know what you think about this move. Yeah, you know, it, it's an interesting one. I think, you know, he was kind of that nickel-style corner for them, and we've, I guess you would say the word is predicted that the buffs are going to run some version of that 4-2-5 kind of defense because we had heard uh, one of the guys, I believe it was T.A. Cunningham, who said something about four down linemen. Uh, and so if you're going to run that 4-2-5, usually that fifth um, member of the secondary you bring in is someone that you kind of want to play in the slot. Maybe you like him coming after the quarterback uh, on some nickel blitzes and stuff like that. So I think it's a guy that they can bring in and say, hey, we have a guy that we like in that nickel position. Maybe he's not the final answer for them there. Um, but a guy who JSU fans loved. Um, a lot of people used the word dog when they were talking about Cameron Sil Silman Craig. So uh, definitely another one. Wasn't tippy top of the wish list, but definitely a nice uh, a, a nice player. For sure. Uh, Coach Prime and Cameron Silman Craig actually go way back. Uh, Cameron Silman Craig played for Coach Prime at Trinity Christian High School before following him and committing to him at JSU in 2021. He was JSU's second leading tackler in 2022 with 43 total tackles, one and a half sacks, one interception, and one forced fumble. As we've talked about many times, these skill players and these defensive backs are going to be coming flocking to Boulder because Coach Prime is now the head coach. Um, moving on, though, we have some quarterback news. Uh, one, a former buff, Brendan Lewis, has transferred officially to Nevada now. And then the big news came through three days ago. DJ Uyunglele was supposed to be the Hawaii quarterback. He now joins Oregon State, a team that was really good this last year, really just needed that last piece, that quarterback. They have it now. Pac-12 is the conference of quarterbacks, man. Yeah, man. <clears throat> and um, that's a nice addition for them. That's a nice addition for them. I, uh, he obviously never lived up to the hype at Clemson. Um, but he's probably also not as bad as Clemson fans think he is. Uh, I'm sure the Oregon State fans would be much more grateful to have him there. Um, but the Pac-12 is getting a lot of transfers, um, and all of them are looking up at the buffs in the transfer rankings. 
Yeah, that's for sure. I got the the PHNX Sun Devils guy send me the screenshot of the on three rankings telling me that the the Sun Devils are actually ahead of the buffs. I don't really know where they're getting that information from because uh, last I checked, they don't have a Travis Hunter type of player coming in. Um, moving on, though. Some other news in the recruiting world. A lot of guys have been offered in the 2024 class, but this came through on Christmas Eve. Ryan, another four-star receiver, Omarion Miller, former Nebraska commit, is coming to Colorado, man. Ah, uh, you love to see that. You love to pull him right out from uh, underneath the Cornhuskers. Uh, obviously, we would have loved to have Malachi Coleman be one of those guys as well. Didn't work out. Uh, Omarion Miller, big-time athlete, big-time player, four-star recruit, and you know, CU is just stacking up talent at wide receiver right now. And I know some people out there have said something along the lines of we're going to talk about more wide receivers here in a second, but I'll just get this out of the way now. A lot of people have said, all right, like you can only have so many wide receivers, you know, what's going on here? Not really. Uh, wide receiver is going to be one, the deepest position in every single recruiting class every year. Uh, and I feel pretty confident in saying that it's, it's probably the right there with running back as the easiest place um, to find talent. And so with that in mind, first of all, you can put more wide receivers on the field really than any other position uh, on a given play, right? You, you can have upwards. Uh, you could have five if you want. You know, you're usually going to have three a lot of times and um, four is going to be a, a, a common set in this offense. So you stack up at that position at every chance because not all of those guys are going to hit if we're just being honest they're not all going to live up to the billing that they once got so you want to make sure your hit rate is really high um but also you just want to take in top talent whenever you can so you you know over the course of a game in this offense i really don't think it's crazy to say you could play eight wide receivers jake and maybe that's even low uh you're moving fast i think um Coach Lewis has officially decided to call it buff fast, uh, his offense. Uh, they're trying That's to get cool. it going fast. I was thinking like the stampede. I was even going to throw him. There was this old graphic that popped up in a game once when CU had like these insanely fast wide receivers and it, it just said speeding Buffaloes and it had all their 40 times. Um, and I, I thought maybe that was an option, but he's decided to go with buff fast. So that's okay. Um, but they're just boom, 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 moving, 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 moving. And you could, if you really want, just go with a whole line change. You could straight up just say four in, four out, you know, if that's the, the situation you're in. Obviously, the reason you go fast is so the defense can't sub, so you don't always want to sub. But you cannot have too many wide receivers. Uh, and you have 85 scholarships. So it's not like the NFL where, hey, you know, if a team keeps seven, eight wide receivers, that sounds crazy. No, you've got 85. Bring in the top talent where you can. Keep the ones who end up panning out uh, and, you know, replenish the ones who leave. Well said. I mean, you touched on it with the, the speed of Sean Lewis's offense. If we're going to be buff fast, I mean, you're going to need guys to come in basically almost every play, every other play that can run these nine routes, that can stretch the defense, just because you don't want to get your main guys too tired from having to run down the field all game. Um, also, just a, someone else kind of mentioned me on Twitter when this came through and talking about how much receivers CU has and is this starting to be a problem? Well, look at what happened last year. Of course, Jordan Tyson got hurt. Chase Sowell got hurt in one of the first games, if not the first game of the season. He went down. 
Chase Penry went down about three games into the season. Daniel Arias had his struggles all year long. Uh, RJ Sneed never really became what we all thought he would be for the Buffs last year. You need depth at the position, man. And even these young guys, these four stars, um, Omarion Miller being the next, just having him there is going to be huge for this team because now you have the ability, if someone unfortunately does go down or if someone doesn't pan out to what we thought they would be, you at least have some plan behind them, right? Yep, exactly. And that's a great point about the injuries. Um, they were so thin at the end of the season. You know, they're just putting anyone out there, which is so, which is hard to believe in college because of what I just said about how there's hundreds of three-star wide receiver guys out there. So um, if, if you can give me a four-star behind a four-star, it reminds me of the conversation we had with Mike Sanford about Troy Dye going down or Travis Dye going down right. uh, in that USC game. He's like, yeah, you, you figure, you know, potentially the best running back in the in the conference gets hurt. That's good news. And then they just bring in all these other guys. And I'm like, man, I think I I think I want Travis Dye back out there. These guys are amazing. <laughs> so, like, that's how you want to be a wide receiver, right? You have one injury. I mean, Jordan Tyson going down this year basically crippled the entire group. There was no more you know, field stretcher or anything like that in this group. So next year and beyond, that should not be a problem. And how about, you know, uh, Chris here says competition is a must. Can you imagine the competition for starting wide receiver spots on this team, starting with obviously Travis Hunter, who's going to be taking snaps each game? Um, we assume or we hope Kevin Coleman's eventually going to be coming in here. Jordan Tyson is a freshman All-American. I mean, just right there, that could be your starting three, and you're just bringing in more and more talent, including maybe even the next guy you're going to talk about, Jimmy Horn. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we get to Jimmy Horn, though, I mean, Shador Sanders, he put out this tweet um, just after O'Marion Miller committed. He said, ready to get up to Boulder and start working. The wide receiver room is about to go crazy over the next two weeks. Hashtag SCO buffs. I mean, that basically says it all right there. Get them all coming to Boulder. Yep, and he um, said over the next two weeks, and what, it's been three days, and they've already added, like, four guys at the position? Exactly, yeah. Um, and as you alluded to, Jimmy Horn Jr., just one day later, former South Florida wide receiver, commits to CU. He entered the portal on November 29th. He was heavily, heavily linked to CU over those last three, four weeks. At South Florida, he earned first-team All-AAC honors as a kick returner in 2022. Uh, on offense, he had 37 receptions for 551 yards and three touchdowns. He was also running the ball. Um, as you mentioned last week, when you look at these kind of three-star guys, former three-star guys, don't look at the stars, look at the offers. This guy had offers from Georgia, from Tennessee. Uh, Jackson State was in there also. Um, so it looks like they got another guy, at the very least, someone that can impact in the return game. This guy just screams like Coach Prime player to me. Uh, all of his pictures, like he's got the chains on and his uh, recruiting her in his uh, commitment video. He has like very clear swagger to him. Um, he's someone they really wanted. And I think the big thing here that, may, that, that I was missing, because I kept saying to you, Jake, what, not, nothing against Jimmy Horn. I was just saying like, what am I missing um, that makes him so highly sought after because it's hard to find USF highlights and all this stuff. And all you could see was the stat sheet. Well, as I've dug in more, 
and you know really learned this over the, I guess this would have been last Thursday or Friday right around signing day is this the quarterback situation uh at USF is just abysmal so that's the one thing that you cannot look at uh, or you have to keep in mind when you look at his stats because I think he had what five six hundred receiving yards last year yeah he, he, he that team was down bad much like the buffs were um and so I think the big thing there was people around the country looking at Jimmy Horn and saying give this guy a quarterback and he's gonna ball and obviously he's got one in Shadur Sanders yes he does it's also worth mentioning that he was a track star in high school um state champion in the relay also was the state champion in the long jump just super explosive you see that just on his kick returns on his big touchdowns where he actually was able to do something with the ball in space he at the very least it seems like he's going to be a solid gadget player just someone that can just inject speed into this offense right away Yep, and I really liked his route running out of the slot uh, from what I did watch from him, which we talked about is really important. Um, not only is it important to run routes well in this offense out of the slot, which it is in every offense, it's also really important to know the spaces, know, you know, okay, on this this route, we're kind of wrapping around the linebackers on an RPO-style thing. Uh, so a lot uh, – another just reason why you keep stacking up because you all not only do you need talent at these positions – you need smarts, uh, and you need guys who really get it. So the ones who do are going to play the most, and I think that's a great coaching pitch for these guys when they're asking, hey, how do I get playing time? You know, How, how do I play over so-and-so? The coaches are going to tell them, you understand the offense the most. You know, And those are going to be the guys we're putting in extra time with Shador at the facility, as we know Shador would spend 24 hours a day you know, at the facility if he could. Uh, so, you know, another, just the, the cream will rise type of situation. For sure. If we want to, if you guys want to check out Jimmy Horn Jr. and the new look buffs this year, head on over to game time. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site. that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You won't find a better deal this season on buffs, football tickets, buffs, basketball tickets, nuggets, tickets, abs, tickets. Game time is created by the fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest ticket price. If you love DMVR, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now it is bowl season. DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to for betting during this wonderful time of year. Um, so many great games coming up. I'm excited to get back into Denver uh, because that's when the college football playoffs going to kick off the New Year's Six. Do you have a bowl pick of the week that you'd be willing to give out right now, Ryan? Wow, I do not. Uh, but I could give you... Hmm. Last week I gave out, uh, I believe, Nikola Jokic to win MVP. That's when you it was did. at plus 750. It's moved all the way down to plus 400 now, Jake, so let me pull up the bowl games here really quick. See if I have an immediate reaction to one of these lines. While you do that, I'll tell you guys that uh, Justin told me, our DMVR Rams guy, he told me this, I don't know, three weeks ago or so, whenever the bowls were announced, he told me to get on Ohio. I've been on him since. They play Wyoming um, in the Arizona Bowl on the 30th, so I got a ticket open there. Do you have anything else? Oh man. Um 
Give me Alabama minus six and a half against Kansas State. Let's go. I love that one. Um, By the I way, Jake. Like North... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I like North Carolina plus 14 against Oregon, too. I don't hate that either. Uh, the line actually scared me about who's playing and who's not with that line being so big. Um, we, yeah. we forgot something that happened on the 23rd. Oh, tell me. Cormani McLean did not sign a letter mm. of intent during the early signing period, meaning he now is, for lack of a better term, up for grabs uh, for the February signing period. And it has to be considered a huge dub for Coach Prime and the staff because one of the biggest challenges they faced heading into this early recruiting period was relationships that they were going up against. They're trying to build relationships with a lot of these kids, not all of them, because they did have some pre-existing recruiting relationships from Jackson State. But a lot of these guys, like a Blake Purchase, really comes onto their radar. When they get to Colorado, they say, hey, here's the best kid in Colorado. He's committed to Oregon. Let's go get him. They jump into that. They have really two weeks, but even then, you know, Coach Prime's coaching a bowl game, really less than two weeks to come and convert and, and flip these kids. Uh, and in certain cases, it just proved to be too much to overcome with the pre-existing relationships some of these players had at other universities. Now, Coach Prime gets a whole month, really, plus a little bit, uh, to try and recruit Cormani McLean, bring him to Boulder after this uh, period ends. And almost, not quite, but even the playing field in terms of the advantage the other coaching staffs had on him. And so the fact that he didn't end up deciding, hey, I'm just going to go with what I know and go to Miami and decides not to sign is a huge dub for the Buffs. Yeah, uh, great points. We've talked about that a lot. Just a lot of these guys, uh, Jordan Onavu from Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, California. Um, even Blake Purchase's teammate, Hank Zelinskis, uh, another CU commit. He's from Cherry Creek High School. Um, who am I forgetting that jumps out to you? Oh, Isaiah Harge from St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida. Yep. Uh, Jaden Milliner Jones from DeSoto High School in Texas. Yep. Uh, I, I can't even remember who's from – they have got a guy from Allen, Texas, I believe, who was – Yes, uh, from Allen High School. Went to school. Yeah. Yep. Um, on top of that, though, this news kind of came out today. Uh, James Chaney has been added to CU's coaching staff. He's going to be the director of player development, and he was the head coach at Lehigh High School in Fort Myers, Florida, since 2015. Um, he was a former teammate of Coach Prime's, actually – Going back to high school when the two played at Fort at North Fort Myers High School in Florida, they also spent one year together on the roster at Florida State. Coach Prime gets it. He gets that these relationships between these high schools are what these recruiting classes are really built on, and he seemed to really attack that uh, already just in these few weeks that he's been CU's head coach. I don't know if you have anything else to add, but if you do, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, I think you, you nailed it. Uh, it's all about relationships. Um, and I think that Coach Prime is massively underrated in how smart he is uh, above all else. He is, you know, an incredible marketer. He's an incredible motivator. He's an incredible recruiter. And I think all of it comes back to how intelligent he is um, and how much he just gets these things. He gets players. He gets coaches. He gets all of it 
uh, and understands what it takes to win in all of these different arenas. Um, and it's the number one reason why I'm so confident in what he's doing here. I think there's a, a big misconception out there that this is kind of a, a gimmick or something like that, you know, as to why he's having so much success. And it really is not. It It's because he is extremely, extremely intelligent uh, and, and knows this game, meaning the game of football, but also the game of football from top to bottom. Yep. I mean, it's one of the reasons why this is such a great hire. I mean, you've got someone who's been through it all firsthand. He knows exactly what to expect, how to work those relationships. Back to the news, after that Jimmy Horn uh, commitment via the transfer portal, according to 247 Sports, that moved Colorado up to the third overall transfer class in the nation, Ryan. How about that, man? What a, that, that was the best Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously these players individually, uh, were great gifts on Christmas day, but to see that ranking shoot all the way up to number three, where I think it was around seven, uh, last time we talked, then it moved up to five after Marshawn Neeland, I believe hit the, uh, the total there jumps up to three and it's going to get to number one when all is said oh, yeah. and done, this thing is hitting number one because we haven't even talked about him yet, but I'll segue us into it. Uh, Sado Traore, who yep. well done. is unranked as a transfer on 247, which is the rankings that we are uh, uh, ref- referencing right now. He's a four-star transfer on on three. Uh, and a lot of places regarded him as the number one transfer tight end or multiple places regarded him as the number, number one transfer tight end in the country. Now, that was before the kid from Georgia hit the portal, so maybe he jumps into that position. But he might come in as a four-star uh, transfer. There's multiple other players on that transfer list that were not ranked by 24-7 yet. So once all of those guys even get ranked, it's going to shoot up. And then we talk about Kevin Coleman being uh, you know, one of the next guys to come in. There's more players who they're waiting on that they could flip. I really think in the end, this ends up being the number one transfer class in the country, not only from the the top level stuff, which is obviously the five star and Travis Hunter, four star Shador Sanders and so on. Uh, but also just the sheer size is going to give them an advantage in these rankings. Once all those players get ranked. Absolutely. You talked about Sadu Treor. Let's talk about him now. Uh, Brewster, Coach Brewster, said that he was going to turn CU into tight end U a few weeks ago. A lot of people laughed at him and uh, gave him a, a little bit of shit on Twitter. Well, he just goes out and gets Sadu Treor. He entered the transfer portal on December 11th, committed yesterday. He's listed at six foot four, 223 pounds. Ryan, did you know this? He's originally from London. He was a former soccer goalie. He moved to America to pursue him. Uh-oh. Dang, the connection was so good. Then we lost Jake there for a second. Oh, no. Oh, uh, we got you back, I think. Am I good? We good? Uh, talking to Jake? Hello, hello. Am I here? <laughs> uh, I think you're you're here. We'll we'll give it a try. And then if you need to, maybe you hop out and like reset the internet or something or just whatever. But I think you're back. You were saying that he was a soccer goalie who came to America. Yep. Uh, soccer goalie, 
move to America from London to pursue, pursue American football and earned himself a D1 football scholarship to Arkansas State. Last year, he had 50 receptions for 655 yards and four touchdowns. He's coming. He's coming, and uh, can only imagine that he's going to continue to put on good weight at that position. He's very much a receiving tight end at this stage of his career, which is not a problem uh, because they're going to be throwing the ball you know, quite a bit, and they have Shador Sanders getting him that rock. But uh, he is a big-time athlete at that position, and I love that he's coming from London. That marks two recruits coming in uh, from London, England. Uh, and as you know, Jake, I made the trip out to London, England this year, made a lot of friends out there. So now I have a reason to get them to become Buffs fans. Yes, sir. Uh, and then you've also got the, the punter who we'll talk about a little bit later coming in from Melbourne. A lot of Broncos fans in Australia. So we'll get them converted to Buffs fans too. Now we've got London, Australia, Mississippi. And then we've got damn near uh, all 50 states. Yeah, coming in, uh, you know, checking in whenever we go live here saying, hey, I'm coming from... Maine, I'm coming from Alaska, I'm coming from Florida. So Are you going to ask them uh, if he like leads? Are you going to ask the London Oh, yes, I, yeah, like I got to ask these London, these London guys uh, who their Premier League team is. But uh, it feels like the Buffs have gone worldwide overnight, Jake. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Are we good? I know my video is freezing. But, yeah, we're a little bit delayed. Why don't you try uh, to pop out and refresh it and then come back in? Okay, I'll do that. All right. While we wait for Jake to come back, uh, just quickly on Traore, you can watch a little bit. It's it's kind of funny. It's usually easier to find these kids' high school tapes than it is to find their transfer, like when they're transferring in from another school. Like, There's not a good uh, tape of Jimmy Horn's highlights out there. There's not necessarily a great tape of Sato Traore's uh, highlights out there. But um, you can you can find little clips here and there, and this kid is just a matchup nightmare uh, coming up the seam and doing work. So there you go. And uh, I, I mentioned the Georgia kid who is Eric Gilbert, who was recruited originally uh, to Florida by Tim Brewster. So pre-existing relationship there. Let's see if uh, if Brew can back it up. You might be able to turn this thing into TAU overnight. Let's do it, man. Tim Brewster wasn't messing around when he said that. <clears throat> I don't think uh, anyone on this coaching staff was messing around when they came in. Um, this was a little nugget. I tweeted this out yesterday. This actually came through on, uh, on Christmas Eve. But the pregame show on Instagram tweeted out that a few of these Jackson State guys are actually staying home. Included in that list, running back Sivion Wilkerson. And our guy, Ryan, defensive tackle Jeremiah Williams, they will both be staying at JSU uh, as well as it looks like four other guys. Good for them, man, honestly. Um, I'm proud of those guys for making that decision, uh, what they believed was the best decision for them. I'm happy uh, for TC that he's able to retain some of those guys, and I'm obviously happy for uh, our Jackson State friends who have joined us on this show that – you know uh that they're able to keep some of those guys home and keep keep some of those guys to uh to bridge the gap into the next era of Jackson State football so we're not going to get all of them uh and i hope that Jackson 
is able to use those guys as a foundation for the next wave uh, of great Jackson State football. And he heard, heard anything about Alejandro Mata, Mr. Otto Mata? Uh, not yet. <laughs> we do have punter news, though. Let's go. Uh, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is something we talked about uh, a while ago. We have much more to get to, but I figured might as well get to this. Former Louisville punter Mark Vassett has committed to Coach Prime and CU. Last year, he had 52 punts, averaged 44.6 yards per punt. I believe CU averaged somewhere around 40 yards per punt. Um, it was very inconsistent last year, as we've talked about many times. They had to be Mark Vassett is from, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Mark Vassett's from Melbourne, Australia. Yes, Melbourne. We're going Aussie punting. <laughs> yes. Everyone needs an Aussie punter. Uh, you know, Tory Taylor from Iowa, he's Aussie. He was like one of the better ones in the in the country. Um, so there you go. Uh, he He fills a legitimate, massive need. I know I've been trying to say this without being um, too mean, but I'll just say CU's punting situation last year is as bad as a team's punting situation could possibly be. For sure. Um, it can only go up from here. We saw this yesterday, three-star quarterback, Kaysen Wiseman. He is also committed to CU. Um was committed to Kansas, committed there on August 11th, visited CU on the 16th, decommitted from Kansas on the 21st. He is now going to be a buff. He has actually signed his NLI. He is ready to go. Who is that? Sorry, I lost you for a second. Kaysen Wiseman. Ah, yes. Uh, a, a real gunslinger. And what I love about this one, well, I love a couple things about this. Uh, one, there were a lot of people mostly csu and nebraska fans um when coach prime said hey where's shador stand up that's your quarterback said well every cu quarterback is now hitting the portal and they're not going to be able to recruit any well guess what in the first class that was you know put together in just a couple of weeks they brought in two uh so not a problem and as i've been saying from the beginning shador is and should be quarterback one but He's only got two years of eligibility left. So, uh, Casey Wiseman, uh, Ryan Staub, all of these guys, they're going to have an opportunity to play, you know, as redshirt freshmen. That is not a bad situation. Uh, or even, you know, as redshirt sophomores. That is not a bad situation for a quarterback. It is not, you know, um, honestly, you don't want to be coming in and starting as a true freshman uh, for most of these guys in their situations. We saw Owen McCown go out there out of need because he was by far the most talented player on the roster at that position. And he was so undersized. His body was not ready for it. And what happened? He got hurt really soon. So uh, it's a good situation for these guys to come in and be able to sit for two years before they're, you know, called on to play in, in the, in the best case scenario. For sure. Um, also relevant. He tweeted this yesterday after he committed he goes, he goes, so, hey, at Cormani McLean, what are you doing with a smiley face? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. It was the second big thing I liked about this. You know, a lot of times uh, the quarterbacks who come into these classes serve as, like, the captain of the class. Uh, it's kind of cool how it happens that way. But, you know, you'll see these, these quarterbacks tweeting at recruits, texting them, building group chats with all these stuff, and it feels like, Kaysen took that upon himself immediately to be like, all right, uh, who do we need, coach? 
I'll hit him up. Uh, I love it. Everyone's recruiting everyone to Colorado. Um, we've got one more. This came through today. 2024 four-star defensive lineman Omar White has committed to Coach Prime and CU. He is six foot three, three hundred seven pounds. He has already earned twenty-seven offers <laughs> from schools that include Alabama, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. <laughs> we coming. Uh, and how about the, the second best part of all this? Uh, after, of course, the fact that they got this absolute beast. Uh, is that Coach Prime quote tweeted the DNVR Buffs graphic that went out on yeah. the commitment made by super producer Yaya, who's sitting right here producing our show right now. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I've actually noticed Coach Prime doing that a little bit more um, last couple days, you know, throwing some love out on Twitter. I saw he quotes or he uh, screenshotted Barstool CEU. He screenshotted an article from our friend Adam Munster Tiger. He quote tweets us, and we appreciate it very much. How much did we get a big follower boost after that, Jake? Um, <laughs> honestly, Ryan, the followers have been going crazy on DMVR Buffs account for the last three weeks. It said ninety nine others have followed for as long as I can remember. Oh my god, that is incredible. Yeah, pretty awesome stuff. Um, I believe that's it. Did I miss anything? Do you, is there anything that sticks out to you? Jeez. Uh, I thought there might have been something, but I can't remember what it is now. Uh, obviously, we are. We talked a little bit about um, Kevin Coleman. Is there any other guys left on that transfer kind of hot board that we've been talking about that we're waiting to hear from? So, yeah, there's a few guys that are still in the portal, uh, specifically from JSU. Um, Shane Hooks, someone actually DM'd me on Twitter yesterday. Let me pull this up because I thought it was pretty interesting um, about Shane Hooks because I guess he was doing a live stream at some point uh, yesterday. So this is from Chris McRae. He DMs me. He says, I was just watching Shane Hook's Instagram live. He was asking anybody if they wanted his Under Armour cleats because he doesn't need them anymore. Then pointed at his Louis book bag and said he's a part of that and then ended the stream. Well, that uh, pretty much tells you all you need to know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Shiloh Sanders still in the transfer portal. Uh, he needs to graduate, of course. Safety Herman Smith in the portal. Um, cornerback Tavion Beasley in the portal. Linebacker Jeremiah Brown. Safety John Huggins. And, of course, Kevin Coleman. So there's a, uh, there's a handful of JSU guys that we still need to figure out where they're going. Great. I really think that once you get that crop in here, this thing could go over the top uh, to the number one class, also included with some of the names um, – or sorry, yeah, some of those guys getting their official rating. Uh, and one other thing we didn't talk about. So you got the two guys who have come in from London now. And do you remember there's a safety slash defensive back, I believe, who is also at Snow College with these guys, um, who has a 45-inch vertical. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it sounds been going like, after some pure athletes. Yeah, it sounds like maybe the uh, the London nice. portal is off and running. It is definitely off and running. Um, the buffs are international now, man. 
Everyone from everywhere is invited to Boulder. If you can play ball, uh, you will get the call, as Coach Prime used to say, right? Ah, uh, yes. Very fitting still. Uh, yes, it is. Um, I'll throw it to you, and you can handle these questions. Before that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews at DMVR. You can try out some of our favorites. They have their Christmas ale. The Buddy Pass is also out right now. Those are two holiday beers. Uh, the Fun Slinger Ale is out there, or you can just go and get my favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour. Uh, Christmas is passed, but if you still need a last-minute or emergency gift idea, enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's Nice List sweepstakes at breckbrew.com and search Nice List. In, that link is in the description. You can also check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com. Um, I'll throw it to you for questions, Ryan. All right, let's do this. We've got a lot. Also, uh, keep hitting us with a thumbs up. We're over 200. Maybe we can hit 300 by the end of the show. Uh, and also, we are... My goal was literally 150, and these guys smashed the goal. Let's like, Completely go. murdered it. Buffs fans always dominate these sort of things. Also, I believe we're at 29.8 thousand subscribers on YouTube. 29.9. 29.9. Let's get us to 30,000. Uh, if you get us to 30,000, I will announce that Travis Hunter is coming to see you. <laughs> Again. Um, all right, let's hit these questions. What do we got here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, first one, have you guys heard of the documentary to make Dion look bad? Uh, it's coming to Netflix in March about Prime Prep. Have not actually heard of that. Um, but I, I would say this. Dion is kind of already... I don't know, uh, like taking it. I don't know what the word is, but he's taken a lot of responsibility for what went wrong there and already talked about, you know, how he learned a lot from the mistakes that he made during that experience. Yeah. Um, he's got his own documentary coming out, I believe, on the 29th, also, right? On Amazon Prime. Yep. By the way, we got to uh, finalize our plans for our uh, quote unquote DNVR Buffs book club. So we can all watch the episodes on the same day and then talk about them on the next podcast. We will figure that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. If it's been anything like these YouTube videos, it's going to be a highly, highly entertaining docuseries. Absolutely. Peter Plummer says, do we have a date for the spring game yet? Nope. I haven't heard anything yet. All right. Uh, next one here. Uh, how many scholarships do they have left? Seems like roster scholarship distribution is full. Um, let me pull this up right now. <clears throat> I've been checking. What I use to check this is this link on Buff Stampede. Um, it's not behind their paywall, but it shows all their guys who have a scholarship who are eligible, um, who have yet to actually leave the program. I believe it also accounts four uh new commitments and transfers also so it says we are at 84 so there's technically only one left available right now but that is a, a very fluid situation i was gonna say uh, i've talked about this a little bit before but they will create scholarships where they need to um i, I mentioned it uh, obviously the hit the portal louis luggage video went viral and you know a lot of people had an issue with that um and the way i explained it was like 
this is phase one of trying to turn over the roster. So a lot of guys are just going to say, all right, screw this. I'm out. You know, I'm not going to play or I don't like the, you know, the tone of that, whatever they leave, you replenish them. Then there's the next phase, which is going to guys, you know, and saying, Hey, uh, not sure if there's a spot for you here. Um, might be best for you to move on. And then there's, if you need it, a third phase, which is just like, hey, look, you should transfer. Um, and you don't want to have to get to the third phase, which is why you get so aggressive in phase one. But this happens everywhere. And I would just say they will have as many scholarships as they need. Yep. Well said. All right. Next one's from Jamal. Jamel. Sorry, Jamel around the world. Uh, who has dibs on number 12? I have a good feeling of who it might be, Jake. Uh, I would bet that it's the former number one overall recruit, Travis Hunter's number. Um, I can't even remember who was number 12. It would have been Brendan Lewis and Quinn Perry. That's right. So yeah, That number is very open right now. Then. Yeah, exactly. Open on both sides of the ball. Uh, fitting for someone who is going to wear number 12 on both sides of the ball. Yes, sir. Um, and he's almost so good. It's like having a 12th player on either side of the ball. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind um, seeing Travis wear like number one. Or, uh, but, you know, whatever. He has a reason. He, li he likes 12, I guess. Yeah. All right. Next one here uh, from... Elove, do you believe college game day will be in Boulder next year? Man, it feels almost certain that it would be in Boulder for CU Nebraska. Um, but if it's not, then it'll be another time, maybe CU USC um, or something along those lines. Um, it just feels too perfect. I know that I looked at what else is on the schedule that, that second week, and you do have Texas, Alabama. But, like, they go to those schools all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm -hmm. going to Boulder and seeing Coach Prime, regardless really what happens in that TCU game, up against Matt Rule and the new-look Nebraska, old-school rivalry, it just almost feels too perfect. It's got to happen, man. It has to happen. I mean, I haven't seen the schedule yet, but I can't imagine another setting, another game that is going to mean more to college football that weekend. Yep. Next one from Hugh. Uh, I wonder about Malachi Wideman and Quadarius Davis from JSU. You know anything, Jake? Heard anything? Um, I just looked up Malachi Wideman. He's not in the portal from what I saw. Uh, I don't think Quadarius Davis is in the portal either. So, oh, wait. All right. Um, no, we're good. I don't think he's in the portal. He hasn't been active on Twitter in a while. All right. What's next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, how is the team building in the trenches going? I mean, the the offensive line, Jake, is damn near a finished product, if not a finished product, depending on what they think of the current guys on the roster. We kind of thought they had two guys on the current roster that could be part of your five next year. They brought in four transfers, I believe. So they should be good from a starting perspective. You can always get better there. The defensive line, you've added 
you know, Shane Cokes, who is a probably a day one starter. Um, Marshawn Neeland, who's probably a day, a day one starter. So you're obviously seeing a lot of skill positions, but they've also upgraded the trenches massively already. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of people have been freaking out about this recently. I guess this is like the thing to kind of lose your mind about on Twitter right now, but it's going to, they're all going to roll in and these grad transfers, they got three Juco transfers coming on the offensive line too. Yep. Um, there's, there's plenty of, plenty of stuff happening in the trenches. Right. And there's also a belief that once Charles Kelly comes over, uh, there's going to be some additional transfers that, you know, might be interested in coming over as well. Massive news. All right. Uh, KB says, is JT Stroud staying? Did he already transfer, Jake? Uh, he transferred from Tennessee uh, well, a few right. years ago, but he's not in the portal, no. He is not in the portal. Mm -mm. Okay, there you go. Next one. Uh, how do you guys... How do you guys think we'll hit the portal after bowls are over? It's an interesting one to watch for. I mean, um, you never know who could enter. I'm sure Coach Prime will be as aggressive, if not the most aggressive coach in America, uh, once some of those guys who are playing in these prestigious bowls do hit the portal, though. Yeah, I think he meant to say how many guys. Uh, probably a lot. Um, oh, you yeah. know, a lot of these guys. Out of CU, for sure. Right. Well, I mean, uh, you know, from other places, like playing in bowl games is a really cool thing, especially for the teams, you know, who maybe are on the lower end of the bowl games, um, you know, making it into a bowl game, getting to do that trip with your team, playing in that game, having that week, wherever you're playing is a really cool thing. If you hit the portal, you can't do that. Um, so there's probably going to be a massive influx really uh, after the first of the year uh, of new portal potential targets uh, and like you said the buffs will be all over it yep yes they will um to answer this question it's 85 they're at 84 now 85 scholarships each year we talked about automata uh he has not signed anywhere yet very well could be coming coming to boulder we'll see Stop. yep we also talked about uh kevin coleman it's one that we've expected for a while. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, maybe, you know, taking his time, seeing what his options are. Um, but I feel good about that one as well. Yep, we talked a lot about that last week. From Jamel, can you have a Pac-12 championship game with 10 teams? Yes. Uh, and actually, it started this year where it is no longer uh, the champion of the divisions playing. It's just going to be the two best conference record teams. Um, they've essentially done away with the divisions entirely. Well, they have not essentially. They have. Uh, they've done away with the divisions entirely. What's interesting, though, is that the scheduling is already done. So, like, the, s the schedule stays the same. You're still going to play the teams in the Pac-12 South every year, at least for the time being. Then, once UCLA and USC leave and you bring in whoever you bring in they'll they'll probably redo how they uh schedule out the the games but yes you can still do a championship game yeah opponents are set the actual dates are not set though so we'll see there 
All right, Jay says, how many players could possibly get drafted in the 24 draft? Um, <laughs> That's, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer this question yeah. right now. I don't know. And what's interesting is almost all of the guys they're bringing in have additional years of eligibility. Now, that doesn't mean all of them are going to use it. Mm-hmm. Even Shador, if he you know blows up and tears up the Pac-12, could potentially go to the NFL draft after next year. A lot of the guys they're bringing in have at least two more years of eligibility left. Um, so we'll see what happens um, with you know the w- w- where guys go after one year, but it should be probably not this coming year, the year after that, very seeing buffs start to enter. Yep, nailed it. Where can I get one of those primetime hoodies you got on when you get time? And by the way, I'm in Texas, but I listen to y'all because y'all have a good in y'all. Y'all jive, good info. Appreciate it, James. Uh, you can get these bad boys over at dnvrlocker.com. Uh, we did not plan to both wear them today, but it worked out that <laughs> way. <laughs> um, I shout out to the uh, the white elephant exchange we had on Friday because that's where I got this from. <laughs> there you go. All right, another one from Jamel. Any word on Peter Woods out of Clemson flipping? Um. I haven't dug in on him yet. I haven't really heard much about that yet. We'll see, though. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Flip miss goes all the way through February. And beyond. Um, Well, I guess for those recruits, it would be just till February. Uh, Peter Plummer, any plans for a DNVR Buffs tailgate next season? Absolutely. Uh, We have a couple different irons in the fire right now, trying to figure out what the best situation is. Um, And... No matter what, we're going to have something fun and cool for everyone to meet up at. I'm excited, especially for the people around the country who have said, hey, I'm just jumping on the Buffs bandwagon uh, because of Coach Prime. I got to come to a game next season. Like, I, I, I've i talked about it before, but Folsom is, an, is probably the most special place to me. There's nothing I love more than being able to show people for the first time. So definitely want to have – that tailgate set up so you guys can come meet up with us. Uh, we can, you know, give you the good word about where to go and all that good stuff. So excited to uh, finalize plans on that as we get closer to the season. Peter says, uh, are Hank or Dev coming on the show anytime soon? We need more buffs hype. More. Um, they can come on whenever they want. I've asked Hank many times to come on. He's very busy right now as he's still in season um we'll see what happens on friday though yeah uh he also has a coaching search to cover now yep (laughs) i know how that goes uh from cool stuff one two three jimmy horn's dad played in the nfl right i do not believe he is the son of joe horn no i don't think so um i've tried looking up exactly what jimmy horn's um I guess bloodlines are, and I haven't really found anything, so I don't know if there's anything concrete there. Okay. Uh, Next one from Kevin. Need a few good spots to hang out in Boulder. Can you guys name a few? Of course. Um, Right now, one of the biggest hangouts for Buffs fans, especially before basketball games and a little bit uh, before football games as well, is the Dark Horse, Uh, an extremely cool and unique bar. It's one of those places that I love to send people – to uh on a first time here because it's just a place that you'll remember forever you're like 
it's just unique. There's crazy artwork everywhere, that sort of stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, on the Hill, I love me some half-fast subs for a good sandwich. Um, they also serve you um, Long Island iced teas by the pitcher, if, you, if that's something you're interested in, <laughs> uh, and like margaritas and other things. Uh, let's yeah exactly <laughs> um let's see where else um tons of great spots down on pearl street i've actually been meaning to try and pass along to coach prime uh that he needs to go try out the post on pearl street which is a fried chicken joint and i as far as i'm concerned the best colorado has to offer now i'm not disillusioned that that could necessarily compete uh, with several places in the South, having been to Nashville, I know that they get it right down there, but, uh, the post is pretty damn good. As far as it goes in Colorado, they have them here in Denver and that's where I'll go as well. So there's a, there's a good little starter for you. You can always DM me too on Twitter at Ryan Konigsberg. Um, if you're looking for something specific, I can probably hook you up. I was born and raised there. So I, I know just about all there is to know. Uh, yes, Dion is going to sell out every game. <laughs> I don't even know if that's uh, up for debate. As you've told us many times, Ryan, the the people who are handling the Buffs tickets and distributing them have had a, a hell of a time the last few weeks. It is insane. Like I said the other day, it's a staff made for the previous demand uh, for tickets, and that demand has gone up, I don't know, if we compare it to the demand for this show – uh, it's gone up about like 5,000%. Um, so I would say that those people uh, need help. But in the end, there's only so many seats to sell in the stadium. They will be all sold for every game when, said, when all is said and done. What's really going to be interesting, we talked about uh, the spring game. I yeah. have been to several, uh, I mean, dozens of spring games in Boulder. And even like the hypest of hype only ever saw, I want to say sub 10,000. Maybe I'm under underestimating that a little bit. Something tells me that they will find a way to get that stadium almost full for the spring game this year. It's going to be completely bonkers whenever they have a chance to play some sort of football or do some sort of event at Folsom Field this year. It seems like that's going to be a reality. This is an interesting one here uh, from JLTB, and it's one that we've been asked a lot, but I think for the first time, Jake, we can at least envision what this football team is going to look like a little more than we could originally. Is the expectation a bowl game next year? I'll let you go first. I say, yeah. I mean, six games, you can win six. Um, I mean, really, for me, just if you beat Nebraska, beat CSU, and then just beat who you're supposed to in the Pac-12, you beat your Stanfords, uh, you play Washington State close, I think that's going to be enough for the fan base. But a bowl game would just be out of this world already, I think. Yeah, I, I feel very confident in saying yes now. Um, the talent on both sides of the ball has gone up. You'd like to see a few more additions on defense. Um, maybe, you know, something to the running back room on offense, but the line is fixed up. The quarterback situation is the single biggest upgrade that we're getting on the team. Um, you've got 
an insane influx of talent coming in at wide receiver. You've got talent on the uh, defensive line coming in. You have the best recruit in the country last year coming in to play cornerback for you. All of this adds up to you should win more than half of your games. Um, I, I really do feel that way. I know it's just the start. I don't want to get expectations completely out of whack. But winning more games than you lose now feels like a fair expectation. Yep, and they're not done bringing guys in yet either. No, they are not. Also, someone put a uh, recommendation for Mexican in there. I would recommend Efren's for Mexican. Uh, a little bit outside of the main drags in Boulder, but very much worth it. Uh, and some delicious green chili there. So there you go. Is that all we got? I think that's all we got, at least for today. Uh, for today. Awesome. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be doing the same thing again. Um, shout out to Yaya, producer Yaya. Go check out the Prime Tracker at ddmvr.com. That's been updated. Follow DMVR underscore buffs at Twitter, at Jake DMVR, at Ryan Konigsberg. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Let's go buffs. Let's go buffs.